0: Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful Saturday morning out here in Colorado. And I, I don't know what y'all have out there in Virginia. I think it's freezing, it's, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's freezing, but it's a beautiful day. It's a yeah, beautiful Yeah, we're, we're going to hit
0: about 65 today. So, a uh, beautiful day out here in Colorado. We're the Talking Hats. I'm Dale Tarish. You can hit us up on Twitter at the Talking Hats, the Talking Hats podcast at gmail.com, or you can call us, um, believe it or not, 720 735 2342. Just hit us up one of those uh, by one of those means you can even get on the show with us. We'll loop you into the zoom. just uh, like and subscribe to the page. Uh, show us some support. We'll support you on whatever you're doing too. I'm gonna kick it over to you Harish because we've got some big stuff going on in the news uh, this past week with, with, the, with the shirt you're wearing there and topic a, Michigan housing Ohio State. that's how we're gonna start it off today. So let's get it going.
1: So that Michigan game it is, is how I expected them to win. I, I I, mean, they came out and played Michigan football. The old Thank school you. Michigan slogger knocker, play hard offense, run the ball, like smoke them on defense. And I would have to say the weather did play a factor into it. Even yeah, man. It, like, we, we were all, both of us were all over, like every aspect of the game. I mean,
0: if you watched, watched last week's show and tell us we were wrong about anything we said, like mm-hmm. it was like we watched the game already. But mm-hmm. you can see the recording was before the game. So like yeah, we, we,
1: I mean, because Dale and I were texting back and forth and we're like, dude, we called this like we were literally yeah. like like texting back and forth saying, did you just like, did we just predict this game? Oh, is that a caller? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, how do I go back to my zoom? There we go. Sorry. No, no it's not a caller. It's just uh, I, I got a call. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, no. And it just like zoomed out of my zoom. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Did I disappear for a while? No, you stayed on. Oh, I'm still out. okay. Good. I'm sorry, guys. Like, just a little, little bit of a snafu there with somebody it's, calling. It's, it's
0: a live show, live recording, unedited. You, anything might happen. My little man yeah. might walk in the room during the show.
1: <laughs> but it was so weird because I think that's the first time that me, for me personally, that I was so into it, and I, and I told Dale this too. I was like, I think this is the first time we both actually called something. That was, and that kind of predicted true. I'm not saying that we were all like that, but it was kind of cool to see our, our what we predicted and what we talked about come to pr- fruition. It was it was amazing. And then we were like thinking to ourselves, wow, like this, like we, we're onto something here. If we can actually kind of detail the game and kind of talk, like it, it was just common sense. I mean, if you look at it, it was a common sense way of doing it. And we had, and, 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 and that's what we applied to the game. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was great to see a blowout. I was happy as heck. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Michigan, from the start, like, took charge of the game. And the way they they started off and and, and immediately put their foot on the gas pedal and took charge, um, with the weather being a factor, um, and just the fact that playing at home, all these things factored into Ohio State, uh, getting in that hole early and not being able to dig themselves out. Um, They had to go to the passing attack early, which Michigan had already planned to stop. Um, but with them not being able to play balanced football, getting the run and pass going, um, Michigan put the clamps on them. And, um, they, I mean, they were in control from start to finish. Weather played a factor. The, the crowd played a factor. It was cool seeing, uh, Harbaugh being able, he, they didn't care. I expected them to carry him off the field. They didn't, but it was still like, it was a madhouse in that place after that win. Um, definitely good yes. to see happy for him, happy for Michigan finally getting there and for getting up to the number two spot in the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, it should yeah. actually be an exciting, um, uh, playoff this season uh, so they're lined up um, with Alabama right now if if, if all things take mm-hmm. the same uh, Georgia would take on Cincinnati uh, that, I mean that's not even going to be a close game we're not going to get into that breakdown now because things can change but it would be right it'd be cool to see uh, Alabama and Michigan if, if things play oh, out that my way
1: goodness can that'd you imagine SEC versus Big Ten that'd be awesome like th- th- I mean I don't know. I think Michigan could beat Alabama. I think they could beat Alabama. If, if, if you're ever gonna if, catch if, them, it's this season. Yeah, oh, catch yes. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I was kind of taken back by the second segment, the, the second kind of intro, because the reason why I'm wearing this Maryland kind of thing, I did not expect them to part. I didn't expect Mark Turgeon at the University of Maryland to part ways this early in the season. Yeah. Shocking! I knew, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah. I thought, I mean, because Melinda, I mean, what I've been reading and hearing is it was a mutually departed agreement, which tells me that he already made up his mind after the loss against Virginia Tech and, and George Mason to walk away. Come I on! I mean, man. I mean, I went to Mason. I love Mason. Mason pride, but you can't lose to a team that's like. I love Mason, but you can't lose to that team. But Mason is a good basketball team. But when you're like a when you're like a creme de la creme like Maryland, you can't lose to teams like that. And I'm sorry, like it, it is what it is. Yeah, and, and 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 to lose the way they lost, it kind of falls on coaching too. I, I've always been a critic of of of, of, of Turgeon. I've always have. I liked his his. Rec- if Gary had his recruiting, it would have been a different story. Maryland would have won at least at least two two to three championships if he had Mark Turgeon's recruiting. But Mark Turgeon needed Gary Williams coaching. <laughs> like, it's almost like absolutely. a seesaw.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and Gary Williams' uh, one weakness was the fact that he did not recruit. Uh, that mm-hmm. just wasn't his thing. He didn't get involved in it. Um, and was still able to go out there and have that success just because he was a, an X's and O's, just tal- flat-out talented coach. Um, yep. Turge did have the recruiting advantage, but what Turge did not have that Gary did have was the benefit of playing in the ACC, which yes. is a markedly weaker content, uh, conference than the Big Ten. Um, right. The Big Ten is, is a powerhouse in basketball and football. And um, Maryland just, they just never, and they, they made the move for the basketball program to hopefully um, boost recruiting. Um, they just never got there though. And oh, that, so- that ended up um,
1: costing Turge's job. Hmm. So you think Marilyn, cause I thought, cause, cause I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Debbie. Yeah. She left that, she left oh. the athletic department in, in shambles. That's why Gary and her never got along. Yeah. And, and the, the sad thing is that's the reason why they moved to the big 10 people are like, why are they doing it? It's because they were broke. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally had no money for yeah. others. Like, can you imagine yourself going into college park thinking you have a scholarship and then all of a sudden they're saying, Oh, I'm sorry, XYZ individual. You don't have a scholarship anymore because we can't pay for it. And then you have to look for a new school or get into the transfer portal as a freshman. I mean, a, a sophomore, junior, they've already played, but a freshman who's coming in thinking they have a spot on a team that they took away the program is because they didn't have the money. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. And it kind of shows now in, in the recruiting is um, you get the you get the blue chip recruits. But at the end of the day, if Churgeon doesn't play the blue chip recruits because th- th- he doesn't fit the mold, I mean who knows what else and that's why a lot and i think that's why a lot of people transfer out of the program after a couple of years like if they're not getting the playing time and they're getting hit this, this year big just time just with the
0: transfers um and so uh the move was definitely a money move um mm. but and, and and i'm sure in that regard in that aspect alone it's paying off but from a results standpoint um the football team hasn't had any success whatsoever which is not all that unusual outside of the freesian era but the basketball program is just also not living up to what they were supposed to. So this move, while it was it was a bit of a surprise, being the fact that it's so early in the season, um, it was necessary, maybe even a little bit overdue. Um, they've got to get somebody in there. Uh, Their recruiting really hasn't, I can't say that that's been an issue because their ranking, as far as recruiting goes, is is always up there. Um, But from a results standpoint, like I said, they're not living up to where they're supposed to be. So maybe they got to get somebody in there who can better relate to the players. Um, Mm. Didn't seem like the players were really buying in this season. So um, we'll see where where things go from here with Danny Manning taking over. He's a name that um, these players are too young to know, but he's definitely a guy who had – big time college success and then some success in the league outside of the injuries um that he sustained uh, during his time in the nba but if, if the players did a quick google search they can see that this guy's legit um mm-hmm. definitely knows what he's talking about and hopefully he'll inspire the team a bit uh, uh throughout the rest of the season maybe they can have a chance to make the tournament
1: we'll see yeah i also believe that with danny manning coming it's 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 it's, it's new it's it's a new methodology hopefully mm-hmm. like you know maybe they, they can change the mindset of the players because because um, I was looking at uh, Lombardi's like like you know March kind of bracket, and he has yeah. Maryland out
0: right now, and, and that's not and, and surprising. So, yeah, rightfully so. With,
1: yeah, with the, rightfully with, so. I mean, the start of the day, season, uh,
0: that's not surprising.
1: Right, and and, and, Bad, and it, it's sad because Maryland used to be a going to the NCAA like I mean yeah. ten years. I mean, I always thought Turgeon would have been gone in the last like three from, from just from his productivity standpoint. I mean, yeah, he's a good X's and O's. But I don't think he's a good X's and O's when it comes to defensively and how and kind of ball movement. He could know the game. He could probably relate to some aspect of it. But maybe I'm just like – like Maryland basketball is ingrained in people who, who live in Maryland. I mean, if you look at it, like it, it, it just boggles me when you had like Kevin Durant, Rudy Gay, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, if they all went to Maryland, could you imagine that team? I mean, could you have just imagined? And even like – it's almost like when the Michigan had the Fab Five. Oh, the Fab four, sorry. But the, the, the recruiting that came with that, like even with they had the thing they, they they had the next star stepping up once they left and whatever happened over there in Michigan. It's just it just boggles me that you know we couldn't keep in-house talent in-house. <laughs> you brought up the Fab Five. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name them all. <laughs> oh you had Juwan. you had uh, um yeah Joan Howard Chris Weber um uh, you had uh Jalen Rose uh-huh. You had uh, J- uh Jackson was it Jackson I'm missing other... one
0: I, I I've got Jimmy King, but I'm missing one. I don't know if, I, let me see dang it is it Ray Jackson maybe
1: Let me see I, I know Jimmy <laughs> King was, the, was was like the shooting guard almost like yeah. complimented to Jalen. I, I think it was Ray J- I think you're right. I think it is Ray Jackson right
0: <sighs> Let's see.
1: dang it. I had it and then it slipped. Let me see.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Is it, it well, Ray, is this like, Ray Jackson? We, Ray we combined Jackson. on okay. that one. We both got, cause you got Jackson and I got Ray. So i yeah. hey, we, we, both get the bonus job. point. God dang it. But <laughs>
1: I, I just feel that, you know, I think Maryland's going to have their dark years coming up if they don't get a good coach. And it's sad because he. Manning
0: like, Manning has a lot of experience as an assistant coach. Um, so hopefully with him taking the reins here, maybe he can go from interim to head. Um, he definitely has the pedigree. So let's see if that pedigree can play out into results. Um, frankly, from just from my, my personal beliefs, I think he can get the job done. Um, mm-hmm. and, and with him being the guy that they chose, maybe a player put something in somebody's ear that, hey, you know, you know, I know we're about to make a move here. Maybe Manning is the guy. You know, I, I believe in Coach Manning. Um, mm. Like I said, we'll see. I, I believe in him. I think he can get it done. He has the experience. So he has the pedigree. So let's see what let's I see mean, what happens. I he's an old
1: Kansas Jayhawk. I mean, he's from that pedigree of winning. I mean, I mean yeah. they had um, uh, who's the? They had Larry Brown as their coach when they were yeah. playing. So I mean that, that pedigree is installed in him. So hopefully he can bring a little bit of new breaths of fresh air to the to the Maryland Terrapins.
0: Yep. Yeah. We'll see. I, I believe in
1: them. Let's do it. Mm. So let's get into the NFL. Well, actually, before we get into the NFL, uh, let's, let's talk some Wizards basketball okay. and, and Denver Nuggets. Um, I watched the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't see how this team is – like, against Minnesota, they were like, all right, they can come back and win. And they played their hearts out. They got to the, the thing. And then all of a sudden against Cleveland, they drop a dud. It's just that—is it because they don't know? I mean, it takes a while for everybody to gel and everybody to kind of understand it. But it's almost like—I don't want to say this because they're pro athletes, but do you feel that they're take they're they're like kind of not putting the gas—they're not pushing the gas pedal when they need to, and they're just letting off and, and playing like, oh, it's the Cleveland, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. We can wake up and play. Like, like is that that kind of mentality you're seeing? Because. That's what I'm kind of kind of figuring out is that they didn't play up to their potential and they're taking like too many threes. They're not going into the paint and scoring work because Dinwiddie should have 20 points a game. I'm sorry. He needs to get into the paint and score. And I know what Bradley Beal said on Chris Miller showed that they're the Washington Wizards. They don't get the calls but if you don't if you don't try how do you know if you're going to get the calls or not and don't and, and if you knew that if you know that going into the game or, or any any games like you have to expect it but keep doing it cuz they're going to call it eventually they have to so yeah. do you feel that that's what that that's what's happening like they kind of like you know
0: it, i want to say that a professional athlete wouldn't overlook anybody you know you're paid to do a job you're paid to go out there every night and give 110% um, but, you know, with, with the recent history of the Cavaliers, um, we're all human beings. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the, the benefit of the doubt and assume that that's what they did. They just – this was just one of those games they didn't respect the opponent, went out there and got housed because Cleveland owned them from the tip. Uh, that game was, it might've ended up, let me see what the final score was. I think it was uh, one
1: sixteen to one.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't even close in the end. The game was no. never close. Uh, I believed. that I believe the wizards would take this game seriously and go out there and win. I put a, like a dollar on them. I don't, I don't bet big bucks, but I put a, I put a dollar on them to win the game and they cost me my freaking dollars. So I'm, a, I'm a little, I'm hot right now about that. Um, then Whitty is, it's starting to concern me. He had a game, um, Earlier, that we referenced in the last show, we had zero points in 29 yes. minutes um, against the Timberwolves, a game that they – the Timber, Timberwolves are a good young team. I don't know if y'all watched this game, but the, the Wolves were – they were in control of this game pretty much throughout, and then the mm-hmm. Wizards got to go going there at the end and pulled it out. Um, but <clears throat> that game definitely could have gone the other way. Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns had a big game against them, and that's something that worries me. You know, there aren't too many centers in the league, so you don't have to worry about a guy like Harold – playing defense that much. But when you face a guy like Cat, he went out there and had a monster game. And that's going to mm-hmm. happen when you face an Embiid, you know, uh, legit centers. There are still mm-hmm. a few. Um, when they've got Jokic coming up here uh, next week, mm-hmm. um, that, the, Jokic are probably – I mean, if, if I was a betting man, I'd put, yeah, I'd put money on Jokic going over 30 in that game because they've got, they've got a hole there. But I was going on the road of he's starting to worry me. against Minnesota, a game that they won, he only had three points in 31 minutes. Right. Um, come on. Dinwiddie, what's going on? Is, is his injury slowing him down a bit? And then in the loss here against the Cavs, he had uh, freaking five points. He had five he, points in 26 yeah. minutes. So what's going on, Dinwiddie? He's resting on the backs of back-to-backs. Is, is this just not – because he hasn't been – with the Nets, he was a, a reserve guy unless there were injuries. He was, he was starting here and yeah. there. But he was is, – is the starting role too big for him? That's what yeah. I'm starting to wonder here. Um, he was a guy that I, I love that they got, but maybe he's just, he's, maybe he's playing out of position a, and then not in the right role. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's point guard with this team, primary ball handler. Maybe that's just not the role for him. Did you watch any of that, Um, the Timberwolves game or uh, the Spurs game? Did you watch any of the Spurs game? Yeah. I did. So, so when he came out there, I, I don't know if you noticed this too, but he looked really sluggish um, and not, not the high energy scorer that I'm used to seeing him be. So I'm starting to wonder
1: if maybe, maybe he needs a week of rest to, to rest that ACL. So, so the problem I think is if you rest him, he doesn't play well. I mean, because in the beginning of the season, he was playing, playing, playing. I and mean, even with the back-to-backs, I think what they need to do is kind of have him come off the bench, like, you know, have, um, uh, have, um, have as, as you stated, because that's yeah. a great point to make is because when you have an ACL injury, especially in basketball, like it's a lot of like, it's a lot of pounding and grinding and walking up and football is a little bit different because you're just stagnant until you, you have to hit the hole. And it's still a severe injury. I mean, you're not as fast, but the the jerks and movement in football are different because you're putting so much pressure on one end or the other, but in basketball, you're constantly going around setting screens. So that ACL needs to strengthen back up again before you even do any of that stuff. And, and, I, and, I, and I think it's I think it's also mental. And I also think it's the functionality of him kind of saying that, Oh man, God, I, I got to take up on the role of scorer now because if Beal doesn't, if Bill is not, is not expected to score 30 points a game, you have at least have to score at least 10 to 15 to alleviate that stress. And I yeah. also think that, um, uh, yeah, who's there? Who, who's Paolo Neto needs to start as point guard. I think Neto needs to start at point guard and then have because you know what, the, the only the- problem with that is that he's he's a high energy guy. I love him. The mm-hmm. only problem with him starting.
0: Is he's such a defensive liability because he's so small? Uh, teams definitely take advantage of the of when he's on the court. So mm. that's why they've limited. Uh, he had 22 minutes against Cleveland, but they they're trying to limit his minutes due to the the fact that he's a liability on defense. Mm. And that's something so there, that he is... does give you with his size. Is or effective. Holiday, Make Holiday's Holiday? small too. That's that's a, the only issue with him. Uh, if mm. you start those two guys, I, I think they had to start them two in one of these games. Yeah, that was the Cleveland without. game. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 this did that they play Cleveland before. Some game earlier this season what they started those two guys and it wasn't a good
1: yeah. result. See, they're both smaller guys. See, see, that's the thing though, right, Dale? Like when you have uh when you have like because I think I think Woody can be a star in the league like you. He can be a star point guard. No but I believe I think with his injury that came off, I think he's mentally not prepared to take that starting role yet. Because you have to put like a lot of pressure. and I'm not saying that he he doesn't welcome. It. every every player who's a pro athlete welcomes pressure, but everybody handles pressure differently. And And I also think you're right. I think his knee is not as like like I don't I think he's just there's something not right and, and we don't know what that is. and that, that's I think that's the frustrating part about it is there's something he he looks healthy, but I don't think he's making those plays that he used to make with the Cleveland. With, I'm sorry, with the Brooklyn Nets to to get to that level of 20 points and 15 points, because maybe he needs to come off the bench, as you stated. And as I was and I was stating in the beginning is because maybe to give him a little bit of a rest. So then then when he comes off, he's a little bit fresh. And then, then you then the defense, then the opposing team has to have a kind of like a different strategy. Now, OK, we put him Dimwitty in with we got to match that with something else and he can probably, you know, take advantage of his size.
0: You know, I, I wonder if he'd be willing to accept such a role, being that that was his role in, in, in uh, Brooklyn, and he got paid starter money to come here. I, d- I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. But with him scoring recently, zero, three, and five in mm-hmm. big minutes, you know, something ain't right. And right. um, West, a coach, Unseld, is, is, he's the guy, um, hopefully, mm-hmm. that can figure out how to right that ship. That, that, that particular aspect of the team, they can get that right, That'll, that'll help everything else fall into place. Um, I think the fact that Bill, as you said, has taken a, back, a, a step back as far as his scoring this season, um, I don't know if, if I don't know if he's not healthy and that's why he's done that, or if he just thinks that um, him taking such a role will help the team. Um, mm. to me, it may have started off fine, but it might be time for him to step back up and, and reassume his role as the unquestioned cool. yeah dominant score for this team um mm-hmm. he had 14 against cleveland and they got destroyed the previous game he had like 17 i'd have to look that up yeah something like that um
1: so he hasn't broken 30 i think in a while like, I, I think, think he's, he's had
0: maybe two 30 point games this season yeah but he's averaging around 17 and, and it's like i said it started off fine but right now it's not working so and i also he had think, 19 against minnesota so
1: yeah they had 19 yeah and they have to they have to cut down on their turnovers i mean they're making like 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 stupid turnovers when critical moments are there and 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 a fun like fun interesting fact i found out in the game montres hell is number 3 in player efficiency you have jokic as number 1 um yeah. adana Kumpo, giannis is number 2 and montres hell is number 3 so like like statistically you should be playing him more and more cuz if he's player efficient <laughs> that means he gets to the rim and maybe they need to change their scheme to a pick and roll the de- offense I mean, uh, the problem you... with like, if they had a guy like John
0: Wall, that'd be, can you imagine the pick and roll with Harold and John Wall? Oh, but they don't, they don't have that kind of point guard on this team. Though.
1: You think John Wall will make a return to the Wizards? No, nah, he makes too much money. Mm, right, uh, yeah, that, his, that's the reason he's, why they...
0: he's due. Over this season and next, he's due $45 million each season. <sighs> so that that is the reason he's still in Houston. Um, it's yeah. not that other teams wouldn't want a guy of his talent. It's It's just the money to pick up that contract. You'd have to gut your roster and nobody wants to do that.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why Tommy Shepard had to let him go is because of that minus his other extracurricular. But I think majorly it was because of the money.
0: Yeah. And I don't, that was Tommy Shepard has made a lot of good moves as GM. That's going to go down as his signature move. That was the best move that a GM has Mm. made in this area in a long time. Again, nothing against John Wall, the player, but that, that contract was an egregious error. Um, second only to giving Otto the contract that they gave him and letting a
1: disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, this still and, haunting oh, them to this day.
1: Fun fact, Oh, not a fun fact, but wh- like let's say, let's say Dale is the GM of the Washington Wizards. What player? Because I know the trade deadline is so far away and, and everything. What moves will you? What are you going to foresee this team making? So that they can better their team, because right now they need they need some life or they need something to take them over. To that they're not ready for the big time, I don't think. I, I I mean, they'll finish top five. They'll they'll get above fifty wins. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully. they're, still, they're
0: still tied for fourth uh, with the Bucks in the in the East. Um, mm-hmm. So top five is it's it's still realistically on the radar. It's just the way that they've looked uh, recently. It's it's hard to see that plan out over the course of the rest of the season. Right. Um, Hopefully. But as you as you're alluding to, they, they probably do need to make a move to bring in a dynamic score in, in the guard position. Um, and they've got a glut of talent at, at the three. So at the three slash four, because that, that's pretty much an interchangeable position these days. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they can you know, move some of that, the, the, the talent they have there to bring in a dynamic scoring guard or, or even a, a big man, just some size and size is something they could probably pick up, not even mm-hmm. having, having to trade any pieces away. Um, there may be some size out there in the streets or in, in the G uh, League, but um, if they were going to make a trade, I'd want to bring in a guard who can who can score.
1: Mm, so who would you who would you trade? Tim No,
0: no, no. He he's set. Um, I still believe in him. I, I I think despite the struggles, the early season struggles, I think as the season plays out, um, as the leg strengthens up, as mm. he you know embraces and learns his role on the team, he'll get it going. Um, and if he doesn't, uh, might have to start questioning Tommy Shepard, <laughs> but, but I, I don't, I just, I don't see that happening right. um, as far as who to move um, at the three spot, you at the three slash four spot, you've got Rui, you've got, um, uh, what's his name? Abia, you've uh, got uh Kispert, uh, Bertans, Bertans may be a piece you want to consider moving. He's getting going here um, lately. He had a, a, a hot game against Minnesota. He was, he finally uh-huh. got it going in that game. Um, he had a point, a stretch where he hadn't missed a shot. At one right. point, he was like five for five with a few threes in there, too. So he's a piece that a, a, a team trying to make a run, you always mm-hmm. need shooters. So he's somebody right. who they might want to look to move because I honestly believe, uh, despite Kispert's struggles, his stroke looks so good. Like, his, mm-hmm. his form looks like Klay Thompson's. He's struggling yep. because um, in college, he was used to being the guy. Uh, and yeah. in, re- in this team, he's having to accept the role of being a shooter. He can mm-hmm. he can fill Breton's role as he becomes comfortable in that role. So I like to move Breton's and bringing bringing a guard
1: a scoring See, guard. That's a that's a, that's a great thing because I think Breton's injury that he had set him back like tenfolds because he needs to get rhythm. He's a rhythm shooter. Once he make and you got to keep on passing. Kittsburgh, I I I told you I love that pick from Gonzaga. People were like dogging Kitzbro. Why I was like listen. This kid can shoot and he can play. Yeah. And and his IQ is off the charts. Like when he was cutting to the basket in the Minnesota game, that's just IQ. No one teaches you that. You have to just understand the situation. And I I, I think I mean he's he's a big boy. He's like six six, right? He says or he's
0: Yeah, he's 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 got size. And like I said, uh I, I didn't he's six six. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know uh, much about him. I didn't watch a lot of Gonzaga basketball. Um, but when I, I just and I heard his shooting percentage was like 21%. Um, but when I I saw, I just saw the form and it was, it was textbook. Mm Remind me of Clay Thompson. Like I said, so (laughs) when you've got that form, that lets me know that it's just, it's just getting comfortable with the mental side
1: of the So And that's going to come. I'm going to say like, I'm going to predict like a starting five, just as a fantasy kind of thing. So let's say you have Gafford in the middle, Mm -hmm. right? Start Kisberg in place of KCP Mm -hmm. start Agdia and then start Dimwitty. Have Beale come off the, and have and have Beale. That's five, right? Yeah.
0: That ain't gonna happen. Uh, they they will not. If they do that, if they if they put Beale on the bench, uh, they have lost him. Um, first of all, he makes way too much money. He makes in the John Wall territory as far as money. That's true. Um, and then the fact that it's his team. Like if they did that to him, they'd have to trade him. He wouldn't. He would not go for that at all. Um, it might be. And it might be. Like if you if you broke everything down, it might be what's best for the team. Him coming off and primarily a scoring role, just mm-hmm. going out there and lighting it up. But that that's not something he'd ever yeah. go for.
1: Sorry, I misspoke. I take that back. With Bradley Beal, and then have like you know put everybody in as like an interchangeable because because Montrezl as you stated, because I want him to be a starter, but I can see why he's not because he even said it like I don't want to start because I want to see how the game flows and then I can come in and establish my dominance and that makes perfect sense oh. because. Uh, we don't get the calls that we should, I'm sorry to say, we don't get the calls like other teams do. And Bradley Beal knows it every, cause he's a superstar, but the rest don't treat him like a superstar. And every time he goes into the lane, he does get hacked. I mean, he does get fouled and they don't call it, but when the other team comes, they call it. So I, I, I don't understand that. And I, I, I mean, I'll put it this way. I don't understand NBA refereeing with all refereeing. I know there's a human aspect to it, but you can't, my biggest pet peeve is late whistles. I hate wait, late whistles. If you don't know it, don't call it. And then they say, okay, the next time it happens, I'm going to call it then. Yeah. But if you are waiting <laughs> till the end after like, like what, three to four seconds, then blow your whistle. That means you're thinking about it. You can't think like that. It, it, I mean, if you do, it's, it, it's just. Look, if we get know. started on the NBA refs, we're going to go down a whole rabbit hole because we
0: both have opinions on NBA refs and their dirt and all that. And NFL refs too. Don't, don't get me started on that. We'll be here. we we can talk about that stuff. That can be a whole show. So
1: maybe maybe segment number two. <laughs> Rest. We'll, yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. Uh but my my dream starting five for the team, you know, um uh, health not being considered, just just dream starting five for this for the Wizards roster, um, would be Thomas Bryant at the at the five, of course. Mm-hmm. Um probably Gafford at, at four. Um Gafford just, at four. Just for the uh the energy and rebounding because Bryant is more of a he, he stretched his game out to the, fact, to the point where he can make a three. So he's not, he's not going to be a low post player. Daniel Gafford, is primary. That's his, he doesn't score outside the paint, so he'd fill up that space where Brian is not. Um, you, mean,
1: you, mean, you mean you want Gafford at the five and Brian at the four, right? Because No,
0: I, w- I would want Brian at five because I, on defense I want him playing fives. I want him guarding the five. So that's why I would start him at the five. I don't want Gafford having to be a primary defender on other team centers. He just, him, neither him nor Harold have the size for it. Um, both high-energy players, both can get mm-hmm. rebounds. But as far as playing defense on other centers, they don't have that kind of size. Okay. Um, Bryant does, and that's why I would start him there. Um, okay. Gafford at the four. Uh, Kuzma at the three, because I think if he could settle into that role and know it's his mm-hmm. and know that he'd have to go out there every night and, and, and play starter-type basketball, I think he can do it. Um, so I, that'd be my, my four, uh five, four, three. Uh, two, mm-hmm. of course, Bill, no question. And then yeah. Dinwiddie at the point. Um okay. and, and those two because Din, Dinwiddie is a solid defender and that's why I would start him at the point because he would guard other teams point guards and play good defense there. Um with, with Bill sharing in the ball handling. And then that moves K C P to the bench where he can just come off score. Um mm-hmm. Harold to the bench where he can come off and just do his monster high energy thing, just do his thing, get you know, he can get, get you twenty and ten off the off the bench every night. He can he can do that. Every night he mm-hmm. can do that. Um then you've got Neto in his role. Um Bartons I would I would look to move so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with them being on the roster still, you know, filling his uh, shooting role off the bench, if you got Kispert off the bench, that, that, if, if, if they can, and then Rui too, I didn't even mention him Rui kind of coming off the bench too with Kispert. Um, so if you can get Brian healthy, that's going to help this roster round out too and uh, mm-hmm. lead to better results on the court.
1: That's a, that's a great point. Cause, cause I would have thought like, you know, I would have, I would have had Gafford at the five, so you can just take up the size. And since Brian's a little bit kind of, like a little bit more leaner, play him at the four. So you have to guard him outside and inside. So that should open up Gafford for any kind of open, like kind of lane to dunk. because All he does is dunk. <laughs> so, I mean, and, yeah.
0: and, and like I said, the reason, the only reason I said that is just from a, a defensive standpoint, um, offensively, mm. of course, Gafford. Yeah. He's going to be in the middle.
1: Yeah. And Brian, the thing is he's coming off his ACL. So, I mean, I would love. I mean, because that's a great. Because then, let's say he, whenever they do play him. So, what is that going to be the role now? Is Gaffer going to come off the bench? Because Bryant was the starting five. So is and, he?
0: And he will be once he uh, gets oh, healthy. That,
1: yeah, and I'm waiting for that too. I'm waiting for him and Rui to get healthy. And this team, I think, like even though they're struggling now, and I think they're going to have their struggles. They're they're going to go. They're going to have up and down. Even though we're being very critical now. I think once they get it clicking, like really, really get it clicking, as we stated in our previous shows, this is a very scary team to deal with, a very scary team. And and once and I think the coaching staff is trying to figure out, like they're, they're kind of playing like, you know, the three-card Monty, trying to shuffle things around to find, like, what's a good fit. And once they do that, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. The sky is the limit.
0: Yeah, um, there, so – We've spent a lot of time on them. I don't know that they deserve all of our time like that. We can, we can look at the, the upcoming schedule. They've got the Raptors tomorrow, uh, the Pacers on Monday, the Pistons, which – I mean, that should be a winnable game on uh, next Wednesday. Then they uh, hit the road. They they're uh, No, they've got the Jazz at home. Um, and then they hit the road here to Denver. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll be going to that game, so if uh, anybody from Denver is watching, you can buy me a beer. Uh, <laughs> but um, how do you think this, they're going to play out – just to wrap up this – how do you think they're going to play over their next That's five games? Out of their next five, where do you think they'll finish record-wise? Record Raptors, gonna, Pacers, gonna, Pistons, Jazz, and Nuggets.
1: So, I'll say they should. I'm going to go say they, they play five games, right? So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to win three, lose two. They're going to go three the, and the two. Th- the
0: three wins, they've got the Raptors next. you think they'll get that one?
1: They'll get that one because usually when they have a really bad game like this, they usually turn around and win. Um, against the Pacers, the Pacers always play tough. But they're playing at home. I think that game, so they'll they'll pull it out. They'll they'll have. to. No, really they're um, they're on the road the next two uh, Raptors. Okay, and they're on Pacers. the road the next two. I think the the pressure am playing next at three. home is a little bit. Next, next three, three,
0: and so then they come I home to
1: play the Jazz. For the they'll I think they'll they'll lose to the Jazz. That's that'll be there because the Jazz are just a different animal. I mean yeah. they'll they'll lose to the Jazz. Too much but size will there. Yeah, I'm. I, I hate that man so much, but he's uh, such a. Good you player. don't
0: hate him as much as I do. Trust me. You don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that a different segment, different segment. But, uh, but three and two, they'll they'll will they'll, they'll win against they'll win against Toronto, they'll win against the Pacers, but they'll lose their next three. So you think they oh, right, three and two? They'll they'll win that one, they'll, they'll lose the last two. It's it's
0: conceivable that they could lose to the Pistons because that's one of those teams that you overlook. But they've got a lot of young talent on that roster, and right. the young talent can be dangerous when they're being overlooked and they just come out there and, and catch you off guard. So that's, that's a dangerous game. The Raptors are dangerous. Um, they're well-coached team. Um, no superstars on the team, but with, with the coach, and uh, they've got uh, OG Ananobi, and uh, yeah. I don't know if Siakma's back yet, but they've got – Van Bleet always lights up the Wizards. So yeah. that's a dangerous game. The Pacers with DeMontis Sabonis, Beast, um, they can get you. The Jazz, uh, tough. Of course, they're going to lose that one. Then they're going to come here and lose to the Nuggets too, because um, Jokic mm-hmm. is just too big in the middle. I wouldn't be surprised if they went one and four over the next um, five. With the only win being the Pistons, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me with the way they're playing. Me now.
1: I'm just being like a very like optimistic kind of individual. Yeah, with, like, they could with... very well go five and zero. Oh. I mean. You just don't know what this team right now. Yeah, it's just up and down because I think with, with – because I know Wes Oslo Jr. ripped into them after after last night's defeat and the way they performed because he's trying to bring a culture that this team has not had yes. before. He clearly So is. it's going to take time. Yeah. And, so listen, man,
0: that's enough with them. Screw, yeah. Until they get it going, I'm taking a break from them.
1: Yeah, let, let's uh, reel it back. Let's reel it back.
0: I'll touch on the Nuggets just briefly um, since probably, there's probably not many people are in Colorado with me. Um, just briefly, they've got um, – well, to go back to that Miami game that we touched on last week, they went out there and destroyed them, of course. Uh, Jimmy Butler didn't have the heart to show up. He was talking all that trash and then didn't play. I don't even think he was on the bench with the team. <laughs> Jokic brothers went down there, and um, so they, they beat them pretty soundly. Um, and then afterwards, they went out to the club in Miami and were, they had MVP Jokic signs out in the club. Uh, they made Miami their town, which doesn't surprise me one bit. Mm-hmm. I knew they'd go out there and win, and I called that um, no conflict on the court. Um, I don't know if they shook hands, but there was nothing going on in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the
1: Jokers brothers wants to come to the show, please do. We were big fans and big supporters.
0: Unfortunately, they deleted their Twitter. They um they created it for a few days, got fifty thousand followers, and then deleted it. Because they the only reason they made it was to post that message to the Morris brothers. That's the only mm-hmm. reason they made it. They didn't care about the followers. They just put, got their message out and deleted it. Um <laughs> but um then the, their next game, uh they played Orlando. Um they had a nineteen point lead at halftime, squandered that and lost the game to a, a woeful Orlando Magic team. Uh five and eighteen. Uh they lost to that team. So this is another team. They're ten and eleven right now. Um not on the I think they might be the eighth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah. Bear with me. Uh they are the tenth seed in the West. So this is another team that's hard to figure out. They've got the NBA, NBA, MVP, and Jokic. Um, they're, they're, I was going to say they're well-coached, but I, don't, I wouldn't even agree with my own sentiment because I don't like Coach Malone. I think he makes boneheaded decisions. I don't like the fact that he's not playing Bull Bull more. Mm. Uh, Bull Bull is a highly talented player. If he got out of Denver, he would show that. Um, oh, yeah. He's like a seven foot three uh, player with Durant-type skill. Like, I'm not mm. overstating that. He's a really good player, but he doesn't get any minutes. Mm. Um, so uh, with them being 10 and 11 – um, I don't know what to expect from them. Um, I ho- I'm hoping they can get it back on track here. Um, but yeah, you have any thoughts on them, man? I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I just, at loss I, with I this just team.
1: think, I mean, you said it all. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hark on it because you just hit all, every nail on the head. Yeah. So let's much move on to say. our next segment NFL. Of NFL. Skins I, or
0: Broncos or
1: <laughs> WFT or Broncos? Let's start off with the Broncos. I mean, let, 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 let's end on the, let's on the football team and you want to start with the Broncos because That's Teddy good. Bridgewater is starting quarterback this Sunday. Yeah, and um,
0: so, you know, they took care of business last week. <clears throat> this week they've got a, a huge game for first place in the division uh, out in Kansas City, um, and it's on Sunday Night Football so everybody can watch it nationally televised. Um, you know, uh, Kansas City's favored by 10, I believe, at the moment. Uh, the line has moved a little bit here and there. Uh, Kansas City's favored by ten. I'm not going to call Broncos winning the game. It's a tough one on the road, but they will keep it within ten. So, if you're a betting man, you can bet. You can safely feel safe to bet Broncos plus ten. Um, but I think this is a game they can go out there and win. But the only thing that hurts them is they've been carried by their running game lately, and Melvin Gordon's out, so that worries me. Um, but their backup, um, that are I think he's a rookie. Uh, that dude, he's he's coming off the bench and spelled Melvin Gordon pretty well. He's, he's a hard runner. So hopefully they can keep that going. The Defense has been playing great. The secondary is great. Patrick Sartans, he he, rookie. He's gonna be rookie of the year on the defense. He got player of the week um, this past week. He's he's lighting it up. So um, I think they can keep it close. And and if they they can get the running game going, they can pull it out.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree because I, I think Kansas City is not as good as they used to be. Even though nah. they, I don't think so. I mean, defensively, hopefully they can keep them in check. I think they can if they play the same kind of defense they've played the last couple of games. The only thing is, like, Teddy Bridgewater has to play like Teddy Bridgewater. He cannot go outside his scope. Um, He needs to play – he needs to manage the game well and not make critical turnovers when they need to have, like, a drive because that because that that will kill the Broncos. Yeah. And with the rookie coming in, I don't think you can scheme for him because you have never seen him – I mean, yeah, he's coming in, but now he's starting. So we don't know what kind of starting, like, energy he may bring – because when you're coming off the bench and relieving somebody, they can say, okay, we can just stop him for like a couple of plays. Now he's the starter, and you have to game plan for somebody you've never like, seen because he can just turn you on your head because you have to say, okay, yeah. this is what he does, and this is my, what he may do. But he can, uh, he can even have 100 yards easily against that defense.
0: Yeah, he can. And on the plus side, they've got their uh, starting left tackle coming back this week. So mm-hmm. they've, been, they've been playing this well without him. Um, with him coming back, that will add an element to the running game. They can hopefully pound the ball on that side. Um, and like you said, with Bridgewater, just play ball control football, and that's him. He, he never plays outside of himself. Um, he was not going to go out there like, like Drew Lock and be trying to uh, you know, make a play when there isn't one. Right. He's not going to be the reason they lose, um, and hopefully he can be the reason they win. Yeah, so we'll, see, I,
1: we'll see how that goes. I'm saying Denver by 10. I'm going to call Denver by 10. because I so I If Kansas you were a betting teams,
0: man, you'd, you'd throw yeah. your money on, on them and, and be expecting yeah. you know, a 20-point difference.
1: Yeah, I, I I hate Kansas City just because of uh of his brother of Patrick Mahomes' brother. Wow. I, I, I used to like them until that happened. I don't like him anymore. Yeah. So, they're that team every time they play, anybody who plays Kansas City, I'm rooting against Kansas City. I'm sorry. I just can't I just can't have that in my in my repertoire for his dancing for a dancing fool of a brother.
0: Yeah, like I said this is for first place, so. Yeah. Hopefully they can get
1: it done. Yep. Now, on to the Washington football team. Big victory, which should yes, have been sir. bigger, because yeah. I, I was very frustrated with the game. I mean, I I called on a show, I'm, and I and I ripped us. And I was like, yeah, this is great. But what really hurt was. I thought when they when Seattle scored that touchdown, I think in the first quarter or the second quarter, I, I don't remember when it was. I was like, "Oh no, is this going to be like you know?" It was uh,
0: early on. It was in the first quarter.
1: It was in the first quarter. I was just like, "Is it is is, is this going to be Murphy's Law? Like what will go wrong can go wrong, you know?" And I'll say this, man um, they 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 did what they had to do to win, but they should have won by at least two scores. I don't know why they offense stalled. I mean, defense gave him the opportunity to score. I don't. I don't know why they they got away from the things that they, they should have done. Yeah, that, no question. That, that Logan Thomas catch. I don't even know what a catch is anymore. Man, I, I have no idea anymore. I I don't know. I just don't know anymore. I mean, some some refs call it a touchdown. Some refs don't call it a touchdown. I don't know anymore. I I, I mean, I just don't know.
0: No question that was a touchdown. No doubt about it. And the very last replay that they showed on the, on the telecast showed when Logan Thomas felt his hand was underneath the ball. Since and, and usually when they show the replays on TV, they show them as the refs are watching them. So mm-hmm. by the time they showed that replay, the refs had already come out and made their decision. So I don't know if the refs saw that angle mm-hmm. to before they made that call. But that angle showed yeah. clearly that the ball never touched the ground. So I was right. hot about that one. And if they lost the game, I'll be on this show t- this week breathing fire about that because yeah. they got robbed. Look at Thomas yeah. and, and Heineken got robbed of the stats on that yeah. one. And no, that's it, what I was yelling at It's only TV. stats. Yeah.
1: I mean, you can't – so, like, besides the point, like because that would have put away Seattle. Seattle would not have scored a touchdown. It, it would have put them away. And, that, and, and when they scored that touchdown in the last minute of – the last seconds of the game and that two-point conversion and that onside kick, the whole debacle would have been erased would have been a race because they couldn't have scored a touchdown. And at the end of the day, you can't call fouls if you're not calling the penalties early on in the game for that same call. Like, we, the the football team did get away with a lot of calls. I'm not saying that they didn't. But you can't call it again towards the end of the game and not make a decision. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're going to put your whistle away, put your whistle away. It was a great game from beginning to end, and it kind of shows that r- people were saying that Russell Wilson is done after this year. He's moving on from Seattle, so yeah, no I mean, question about that. That I mean, to me,
0: uh, and again, he's another guy. With Aaron Rodgers also uh, coming on the market, um, this could be the hottest QB market ever. Um, two former, well, Russell Wilson never won an MVP, but at least two um, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks um, hitting the market, and mm-hmm. either one of them could end up here in Denver. Um, there's going to be a spot. Yeah. There was talk, talk this past offseason that Aaron Rodgers wanted to get here, so um, I'd take either one of them, um, both winners. Yep. Um, I don't love Aaron Rodgers as a person, but you can't question his, his talent as a QB. Yeah, his
1: talent is um, off the chain. But now, I mean, with, with the Seattle game, the one thing that frustrated me is I, uh, Scott Turner, I don't know if he's, like, I mean, the, the team has found their identity now. They run the ball and control the clock. That's all they do. Yeah. And and they should just kept running the ball. And yeah. I, mean, I mean, they I, I, I mean, they have a lot of injuries with McKissick gone, Landon Collins gone, the defensive side. There was... Keep going. I'm going to look up McKissick. I'm not sure if he
0: practiced this week, but I don't think his oh, he's out. ended up... I don't think it ended up being as bad as it, as it looked. Oh, but I mean, they look.
1: said... Because um, there was a report, I thought... I mean, I mean the thing is... It, yeah, he it, is. Out, but, the
0: report's... but the way that looked, like it oh, looked yeah. really... So uh, it was scary, um, but I don't think he's going to be out as long as they expected. But him Landon no. and Landon Collins will miss this week.
1: Yeah, he'll miss this week. They were talking about, oh, like Eric Flowers is the most key person on that offensive line, which is true. But I also think number two is Heineke. Heineke still needs to play the way he played against Seattle and the way that he played against um, the team, the the previous game. He still has to continue his streak. Don't make the boneheaded moves because the Raiders, they're a good team. They're not a great team, but they're a decent team that like can make you throw into a couple of – Kind of tight windows, but I think with the injuries they had, they still have a lot of talent on offense. So, do you remember defense, um,
0: Heineken had an interception in the game? Do you remember I'm, I missed that play. I watched yeah, the whole game. It wasn't his remember. fault. It wasn't okay. his fault. He that's what I was wondering. Logan, that's why. That's why I was asking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, like he threw the ball. Logan Thompson had it. The, um, I think Cam. I, th- I think. The, I think the safety hit him so hard that the ball mm-hmm. popped up. Okay. So that could also have been a call. I mean, heck. I mean, the way. He, I mean, I don't know. You know. I mean, yeah, it was the a good, re- hit. It was a good yeah,
0: hit. And the reason I asked that is because Heineke, like you said, he has, um, and, and with Scott Turner too, they've both settled into positions where it seems like they know and understand what this offense is supposed to be doing. Heineke has not taken the chances that he did early on in the season where he was playing like Drew Locke, just, you know, mm-hmm. swashbuckling, running around, trying to make a play. He's playing within the system. That's mm-hmm. exactly what this team needed out of a, out of a, out of a quarterback. And if mm-hmm. he continues playing this way, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I want him to be the bridge guy next season, and if he can continue playing that way and they continue to bolster this defense, I want him to be the guy. Because they don't – for me, a quarterback, you don't need a quarterback to go out there and win games for you. You need mm-hmm. a quarterback to go out there and run your system. That's what he's doing. Antonio Gibson touched the ball over 30 times last game. That's what Norb and Scott Turner Turner's offense is supposed to be, the running mm-hmm. back running the show, and then you running the offense around that. That's what mm-hmm. they are. So health-willing, Gibson can help you know, continue to ma- maintain his role – um they can get uh who's the other guy running back since McKissick is out. They have somebody else. Uh, uh, Patterson. Some Patterson. Patterson um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you hit it. The dude from Buffalo. Yeah. Um so with them to keep playing the same way, keep this game with the Raiders close and then pull out in the end the same way they have been winning. Just keep mm-hmm. doing
1: the same thing. Patterson is sneaky fast. Yeah. Very sneaky fast. And he's so a hammer. Yeah. So all they need to do is run between the tackles. Like, like, like none of this, like, you know, off tackle stuff, just run it between the tackles. Don't go side on to sideline. Just go between the tackles. And that's where Gibson is the most effective, I think. And also, you can use him in the pass game. He was a receiver out of college. So I think the fumbling happened is because he's not used to, like, being the down in and down guy back. Because at the end of the day, if, if I was thinking about this, I'm like, why is he fumbling so much? A receiver, when you catch the ball, you just run. And people have to catch you. Yeah. It's not like, you know, with the, with the running back where people are in your face all day, day in and day out, where they know when they see the ball, they're going to go after it. So he's learning how to control that ball like grip, because there's different ways to grip that football. And when you're a receiver, you grip it one way and you can control it by switching in because you're already 10 yards down the field. You don't have to worry about the three to four yards you need to get and then people grabbing you and trying to rip that ball. So it's all about ball pressure and how he and I think he's kind of figured that out because yeah. and, and, and benching him again <laughs> for a while <laughs> it teaches you, like, don't do it. But, yeah. you know, he yeah. needed it. He needed to happen. It, it just needed to happen. So at the end of the day, I think the football team against the Raiders can win big if they stick with their system, because the Raiders, they're, I mean, their defense is not that great either. I mean, let, let's call it what it is. I mean, they're, 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 they're not a, they're a bend, but don't break. Uh-huh. And if, if they can run the ball, I mean, miss, I mean, i am going to say Gibson's going to have a hundred and 110 yards on the ground. Um Heineken needs to throw at least uh, for like, at least 210 or 220 yards and two Yeah, teams...
0: right around right right around that 200-yard range is where he needs mm-hmm. to be always. If he gets yep. up in the 3s and even 4s, they, they didn't win the game if that happens. But like nah. Gibson getting over 100 and Heineken around 200 mm-hmm. is right that's winning football for this team. Yep. And Especially Leander with their defense plan. Weather Whether their defense is, the yep. defense is that's what you
1: need. Yeah, and I, I just think that they um, – is Montez Sweat back yet? Because he's been out no. for three to four weeks. Is he out? Uh-uh. He, um, he should be back
0: by uh, the Eagles game.
1: Okay, and, and that's huge because we do need him back for that yeah. game. I mean, luckily, I mean, yes, it's a broken job, but that's he'll, he'll be padded up up there. Uh, it's, not, it's not like a knee injury or anything like that. It's a – to kind of sideline him for a lot, but I'm kind of worried. I mean, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't even say this, but like that offensive line needs to get steak dinners every day. I mean, when you're with your fourth string center or third string center, and he played amazing. I mean, the coach, the O-line coach should get a raise for what he has done with the shuffling of that line and to protect Heineke and the center who's the quarterback of that offensive line, making offensive line calls blocking schemes, calling out the Mike linebacker when he's yep. up to the line. That is impressive. That's yep. very impressive. It's impressive and it's hard. It's, and that's why not
0: just anybody can step in it and fill that role. When you have injuries at that position, uh, you notice when the backup comes in because everything's different. Yep. So it's, yep. it's, it's an underappreciated position. See back in my youth football days, you know, this is youth football. I played a little offensive line cause I was, I was, you know, a huskier kid, um, so I know how important that role is um if you've never played the position you don't you just think it's a big bunch of fat guys out there blocking but uh there's a lot of um nuances involved in it you have to know you have well I'm not gonna get into offensive line schemes but I, I'm, I get geeky about it because I love it I love watching how shanahan's scheme used to run but just understand that that center position it's a quarterback of the offensive line and it's 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 at the of the utmost importance um mm-hmm. so I just appreciate that
1: yeah as it's as you're watching appreciated that. because what people don't know, as you touch, I'm going to touch on a little, a little bit for a few seconds, is that, like everybody talks, like you don't hear it because you think people are know When what the center calls out, that's the blocking scheme, that's what it is, and yeah. the nomenclature is different. And you have the guards and the tackles speak to each other on the ends to see what kind of blocking needs to happen. If it's a double team block, a single blocking scheme, do you need to watch out for a rusher? Because Seattle was blitzing every time, almost. When that center was in, and he played—I mean, he, when he was in, they were blitzing, and he was holding his own, calling out blocking schemes and that. To to that point, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, Dale and I can talk about this forever, but yeah, like I said, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, don't get Dale started because um, he he was a really good player back in the day. If you guys not Google him, <laughs> me? Yes, Google not me. You. <laughs> not me. Google. You can Google <laughs> Royal. You'll you'll find two other
0: good football players, but I won't be one of them.
1: Ah, oh, come on. you're I, I played. You were
0: I, I, no, I, I, won't, I won't even say I played. I was on the team, didn't play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever that may be, but they, they, um, they, he's very knowledgeable, and um, what he says is actually kind of that very, very – I know what I'm very, talking about. Very, Dale's very knowledgeable in what he says. Um, I'm just, I've played a little bit. I'm, I'm just a geek. So I just know about like certain things I've learned from him. He's learned from me, hopefully about certain things, but I've learned a lot. So that's why when we, when we talk about things, it's just, I mean, we're just, we just speak from experience. We speak from a lot of things. So to wrap up with the, and kind of put this to bed. We gotta I'm make our say, picks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say football team by two scores. Against the Raiders.
0: And I like that. Um, so when the, when the line on this game opened up, it was Los, uh, Los Angeles. Las Vegas was favored by around three. Uh, the line has moved uh, a lot in Washington's uh, direction, which means the public uh, at large is, is feeling that Washington is going to win this game. But on mm. this line is now down to one and a half. Oh, Ra- wow. Raiders still favored by one and a half, which mm. means it's pretty much a pick em game. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm leaning in your way. I, I, two scores—that's that, that might be asking a lot. I think they definitely win. Um, I would feel safe putting money on it with them getting a point and a half. Um, I think they'll win by about seven. I'm hoping for another close game, just like the mm-hmm. past two have been. And if it, if it goes down that way, they're gonna
1: win. Yeah. this can game I is go back to, win to those kind of games. Can I go back to one kind of thing real quick? Yeah. So, um, Joey Sly love the man to death. You know what I'm saying? Love the guy. He, he made us win those games, but situational football, you got to know what situational football is, bro. I'm sorry. You're a kicker. And if you not, you shouldn't be chasing down guys who already 10, 20 yards on the field because yeah. that game came down to a field goal and Tress way best player on that team told the coach, I can do it, but I don't want to ruin. I don't want to detriment the team. He made, he's the crucial point of that thing that made everything – the reason why we won is because of Tress Way. Because <laughs> if yeah. he said I could kick a field goal and he went there and blocked it, that game was done.
0: They, they, you, you're always told, you know, pick your battles, uh, choose your battles wisely and all that. Yeah. Um, that play where Sly got hurt, it only cost the team two points. Um, was it worth your NFL career to go out there and try to chase a guy down that you're not going to catch yeah. for two points? No. He's not. He probably won't play in the NFL again. They put him on the IR. But mm-hmm. if Brian Johnson, former Virginia Tech kicker, um, who's never, he was with the Bears for a second, but he never, he's never kicked in the league. Um, mm-hmm. If he goes out there, they just, they want somebody competent. If he goes out there and shows anybody, any sort of competency, he's going to be the kicker with this team for the rest of the mm-hmm. season. And that'll be it for Sly. Um, so. Yeah,
1: because we could have won that game if if, if he didn't get hurt. Let's right. say he didn't by, chase a bigger margin, yep. yeah. Yeah, it, it's it just – that's why I always say, like, to people, play within your means, right? If you know you can't catch him, don't go anything extra. Let him score. There is still time on the clock. Fight another day because you know you're going to get that chance again. But yep. I said my piece. uh, it's it's about that time to wrap it up. Um, Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, I'm Harish. That's Dale. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, the Talking Hats HD podcast. Like, subscribe, Um, comment. Yes, comment. Um, We're on Twitter. We'll shout you out.
0: Just, you know,
1: hit us up if you want to promote
0: your business or something. Put it in the comments. uh, Drop us a DM. Whatever you want from us. We're here for you. We'd love to hear. Throw topics at us, too. We'll, We'll touch on whatever you want.
1: Yep. Let us know.
0: Like I said, uh, we're out. Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Uh, Hoping hoping for a good football Sunday. Talking hats out.
1: Peace.